All right, we're live. Welcome, Wim. Welcome. <laughs> Finally. Finally, so. Hello, Johnny. Yes. So, yeah, how, how are you? Great. I'm from Omoda. I'm in Ukraine. I'm on vacation with my, with my family here. Starting to snowboard tomorrow, so wish me luck. <laughs> ah, sounds good. It's your first time yeah. now. No, it's my, I, did, I did many times, but it's like the last time was like uh, five years ago already, maybe longer. Mm. So it's, it's always it's always a bit dangerous, you know. I don't <laughs> I don't want to break a foot here. It would suck for training. Yeah, totally understand you. Totally understand you. It's not. I I personally never suck at snowboarding. I've never done it too much, but I would love to learn it at some point. I just good uh, vacation. Yeah, it's nice, you know, it's very nice. So, yeah, Wim, tell me a little bit about yourself, the audience, you know, the people who doesn't know you that well here in Norway, Scandinavia, doesn't know that much about you. So, tell me a little bit about your jiu-jitsu history and, yeah. So, uh, okay, where do I start? At the beginning or at the beginning of BJJ? No, you can just start at the beginning, you know, I, I like history, so <laughs> you can start from the completely <laughs> okay. beginning from the martial arts story. Okay, let's tell my life. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll, uh, I always did sports, you know, in the beginning it's some football, some volleyball, all kinds of uh, gymnastics in it for a while. Then I turned out, like when I was eight, I showed the judo team, the judo for two years. Yeah. Went back to football for a year. <laughs> that didn't work out. And then I started doing martial arts when I was 11 nonstop and until now. In the beginning years, I did like judo, kickboxing, a couple of it, many years. Like all kinds of stuff, you know, like yeah. wrestling, boxing, Thai boxing, all kinds, of, all kinds of stuff until I was nine, uh, 18 actually, and then I started doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. All right. That's it. And now I'm 36 and oh. uh, still doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. How did you start into Jiu-Jitsu? Well, uh, in the beginning, in the early years, it was probably was like my, my first contact was probably also, was like 15, right when uh, the internet started becoming more popular. In the beginning, we used like VHS tapes, or uh, we, I remember going to the library on the inter with the internet and using like a disc to download some techniques, you know. But like techniques, like still written because there was no uh, written with photos because there was no YouTube yet or anything. So we did like this, and yeah, like with friends, we trained on the football field sometimes on the grass, sometimes on a small mat, sometimes yeah, in, the, in our gym because it was not always available the back then. And uh, yeah, like like this we start. And then more and more, yeah, it became. Yeah, then the first trainer I joined was was in Belgium, was like Kazaka Muniz, and he started teaching there. I, I think when I, when I was 18 or 19, I used to uh, travel every uh, like twice a week, one hour then, and then to train there. And then over time, so one of the guys there, like Ken, my, my, my former coach, used to start teaching a gym in. Uh, when it was still a white belt, started teaching in my city and then joined this team. And in the beginning, it was just like us, like a bunch of white belts training together. Mm. It's only becoming better. That's actually the, the thing. If you compare it to now, the growth is much, much faster. Yeah. yeah it was a cool time. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, did you, uh, who was your first coach? Uh, Ken van Hilbergen was his first. So actually, uh, my first, my very first to be DJ class with Kazeka Muniz. Okay. I don't know if you know the name, he used to be, he used to be from Grace Ibarra, but he left after a year, year and a half, that like a falling out, oh. so it happened so many times. So uh, then, then my coach Ken van Hilbergen, he was uh, like a friend I knew from before when I was 15, 
yeah, started the gym in, in, in my city. Like teaching on someone else's gym. But it's just like basically, in the beginning, it was also like a white belt and teaching whatever they learned somewhere else. And then, yeah, we, we, we grew together a lot, actually. That's it. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah. He remained, he remained my coach until I was purple belt. Then he came in sporadically. But uh, yeah, I've been mostly since, since purple belt, since let's say, how long is this? Like uh, the last 10 years at least. I've not, like, like yeah, I had a full seminar with Felipe Costa, you know? Yeah. Every year, once at our gym, but mostly I've had like many coaches and and just been on the mat a lot. Like my friend Arbi from from uh, Chechnya, we, yeah. we, we used to train always together, so we always improve each other. So that, that's the thing mainly, just uh, always going to like uh, training with each other and improving each other, and and that's it. So not really coaches the last ten years, but that's it. <laughs> many people I learned from actually. Yeah, how do you like uh, <clears throat> started to get involved with uh, Felipe Costa? What's like, how do you get the, how, how do you like start to get with him? You know? It was like this. Um, so, like I said, we first joined the team with Fures uh, Ibarra with Kazeka. Yeah. And then since the falling out, uh, the, the guys running the team back then, was, uh, well, they, they decided they needed a new uh, like black belt to guide us. And they, well, they didn't know any, so they just started looking who was the light they, they figured we need a light guy because to hitch for a light guy also work for, for someone else we thought like the, the small the lighter the guy the more technical yeah so we started looking who, who, won, who won the the, the the world championship in rooster weight that year and it was felipe costa so they invited invited felipe that's how i got in contact with him uh yeah well and then felipe started coming every year to belgium then when i took the team over from my from my former coach then like naturally i stayed with felipe and it's, it's always an avid braza and it's been like this ever since uh he's a very good friend of mine now and i mean yeah i don't plan to change anything so yeah <laughs> things are great felipe is super nice i, I trained with him once actually in rio yeah. he's super nice he's very nice very nice very technical yeah great oh. person all of the men so. All we can talk good things about him. Yeah, it's like oh, he's like super technical, you know. You he he's got the real small man jiu jitsu. <laughs> so it's uh, he he um, amazing guy, you know. So say hi to him from me if you talk to him. So yeah. So uh, and uh, yeah, you're a familiar face in the Globe Trotters camp too, Wim. Stars, yes. <laughs> yeah, you you one you one of the familiar familiar teachers and stars at the Globetrotters camp that uh, we have every year in uh, in Leuven. Not anymore, but before. Yeah, Leuven. This year is no more in Leuven, to my regret. Yeah, Leuven is my home city, so it's only natural I teach there. Yeah, and uh, now I try to do like uh, two, maybe three camps a year. But it's very like I would love to do it every every week, let's say. But uh, in between running the gym. Spending time with my wife, my family, my baby, you know, yeah. uh, competitions. It's it's hard to do that. But uh, I wish Globetrotters would have existed when I was still in my 20s and uh, without any responsibilities. Then I would be doing it the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand you. Yeah, because you have, uh, first time I met you was in Leuven, uh, in, in the camp there. It was like, oh, yeah. it, it was a blast, you know. It's one. It's the best camp I've ever been to. It's my first Jiu-Jitsu camp also, so I had a blast there. Super nice. It's a very nice camp, yes. Many it's good great. guys to train with. You, Christian, uh, Aaron. Yeah. 
and uh, David. It's many good guys there who who got uh, like different styles, but good jujitsu. Yeah, I made many good contacts, many good friends there, and, and I learned really learned a lot. Like it, thanks to the camps. The the reason for me to go to other seminars is a lot less because after once after once after one camp, I, I always try to. I don't train every class, but I try to watch every class. There's just too much to do everything. But just watching everything, I get, like for a week, I get like ideas for the next of the year. So that's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, w- what is your next one now? Camp. My next camp for teacher dates, for teaching. I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, what's the name again? Do the Heidelberg camp, I think. And. I have to check my schedule, but I'm going to try it maybe to do some, another one. Maybe I do the Zem camp again in Poland next year. But the, the Heidelberg camp is, is booked for sure. And then I'm going to be there, 100%. Yeah, I'm uh, thinking of that too. I'm not really sure yet, but I'm thinking, I'm uh, I'm really thinking of, going, of uh, try coming on that. Mm-hmm. Try to arrive on that. So uh, You also did MMA, I, uh, I've seen. You also did some MMA before. Yes. The thing is, in the beginning, like I said, I did like a whole bunch of things. And my idea was always, like, we were really like in the age when, when we still look like Bruce Lee and everything. And they always said you have to train everything, you have to be like a complete fighter. So for us, it was, like, for me, it was like this. In the beginning, I didn't see Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a solution to everything. For me, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was just like the, well, I learned to do some Judo, so I had some trolls. I learned to do some boxing and kickboxing and, uh, and tie boxing. So I had some uh, some striking. I did capoeira, so I thought, like, okay, I got acrobatics as well. So now we need to learn to fight on the ground. So I did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. And then, uh, then yeah, I did some kickboxing fights. That wasn't a big success. Then, by chance, I got a chance to find an MMA fight. Did that. Did another one, another one, another one, and kept winning for a while. And like, uh, I got more successful than I expected. And uh, yeah, well, I became like a bit of a victim to it because, <laughs> like, uh, the thing is, like, it's it's very stressful. I never really enjoyed doing it. But I was addicted to the success, you know, like I liked it. I get like, like good fans a bit, you know, like uh, some attention in, in newspapers, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. seminar. It really helped, it really helped to, do my, to make my name and my, my brand, let's say. And I'm, it was a very good experience, but uh, yeah, it started leading its own life a bit. Yeah. So you, when was your last fight? My last time a May fight was, let me think... Ah, almost ten years ago, when I was twenty-seven. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're not for eight years. you're not planning for making a comeback or something like that. Well, the thing is, I never officially stopped. At some point, I just didn't get good offers. Ah. And I refused, and then I just didn't get any offers anymore. And yeah, I don't know. Like at that point, I also started to focus more on my on my BJJ career. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. If, if at some point they ask me, hey, Wim, you want to fight this guy, and the money is good, and uh, well, why not? I say, why not? You know, if the, if the money is good or the name I have to face against is good, I would do it again. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Why not? But the thing is, like with my gym right now, I would have to pay someone else to teach my classes because if I do this, I, to, well, I, will, I will go back to Holland to, or to do some striking. So I will, I will be. Yeah. If I if I do it again, I will be preparing for at least three months specifically only on this. So it's uh, like a big investment as well on time and and, uh, and well and on my gym because I will not be teaching for three months in that case, which would be hard. So yeah, unlikely. But if the money is good and the opponent is good or both, I would do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which organization did you fight in when you uh, when you when you uh, fought MMA? You had some uh, like, cage well, or something. Uh, 
and small foreign cage rage, but mostly I found in independent small organizations like in Holland and in Belgium, people run a whole bunch of uh, events back then. Um, I did a whole bunch in my hometown in Leuven, my, my, my trainer organizing events there. Mm-hmm. Fighting cage rage, fighting uh, M1 in the end. Yeah. Did, uh, two fights for M1. It's showtime, I fight a, a lot. Fights the border, uh, I did a few. Uh, too hot to handle. All those things, I mean, if I tell them now, people won't think, uh, no, people these days don't know this organization anymore, but back then they were big. Yeah. You know, Golden Glory. Yeah. No, those are opponents. Yeah, so, we're a bunch, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's nice. So, it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's one in one way, it's uh, a bit old school, you can say. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, all right. That's cool. You also had, like, I see in your record here, it's uh, on your Instagram here, that uh, you're also world champion in uh, some uh, organization. Which one is that? JJIF. Which one is that? GJIF, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I'm gonna, it's like the Jiu-Jitsu International Federation. Mm. Also, yeah, they have, uh, how can I say it? It's uh, independent for the, from the IBGF and everything, so they, they are like their own thing. They work together with the UIA for referees and for uh, for promoting. And it's a, like it's actually the World Jiu-Jitsu Federation, and in a, they have three styles. They have fighting, which is like basically a mix between karate and uh, and judo. They have the the duo, which is a kata, and then they have the third one. They call it newaza, but it's like the same rules as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, yeah. The cool thing about it is the cool thing about it is it's uh, mixed. So all belts compete and under black belt rules. So you can even have like blue, purple or brown belts facing each other there. And everybody's wearing a blue or red belt. So you never know who's who's which belt. Oh, really? I tell you, it's, always, it's always the black belts who win. The level is really, uh, really good. And um, what else is there? The, uh, it's, a, it's a country competition. So not everybody can freely enter. You have to enter through the, through the, through your, through the federation of your country. Uh, which and uh, the whole world is, is in it these days. Like last year, like Canada joined, Brazil is in, UAE is in at the Emirates, uh, Belgium, France, like m- most countries in Europe. So it's like really going to become a big thing. And they also are the official thing for the for the world for the World Games. So I was able to through them. Like last time, I was the first on the rank list, and uh, for the year, and I was allowed to to fight in the in the World Games in Poland play second there that sucked but oh really yeah <coughs> next time yeah next time well next time is in four years i don't know oh really yeah, yeah. so it's always like four years for the next world games ah. and then the, and probably this this federation is going to make the sport olympic at some point there is plans to make it olympic in 2024 mm. i don't know if that's a good thing i don't know but if it happens it's better to be part of it than to be out of it i suppose yeah so. i agree i agree uh, did have you ever competed in uh, for the uh, Abu Dhabi uh, events like the Grand Slam or uh, the, the World Pro? Events. Always, I did Abu Jeff, never the Abu Dhabi ones. I would recommend never... that. It's a, it's super good. I, I've done it once. It's awesome. I say, I say, it's probably good, but it's just time these days, man. That's it. I have to make some choices, and that's it. Yeah, because they're. They're very like, um, yeah. The, their events are super professional. It uh, it looks super professional too. It looks like the 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 Olympics when you compete. You know, it feels like you're uh, you, you're in the Olympics. You're obviously not, but it feels like you are yeah. in the Olympics because they're so professional and everything looks so. Yeah, it looks so smooth. You know, everything is good. I've seen. I've heard comments of people that it's really nice, and I have some students fighting there at times. 
but just for me it never happened yet mm. I probably I probably will join I guess like lately the last two years was uh, mostly busy with well the last year was mostly busy with building my gym like we started from scratch on a new spot and uh, like build our own uh, our own building so a lot of time went into that we're teaching way more classes than before and uh, well we had the baby who's, a, who's like now one year and six seven months old so time goes in, in her as to her as well of course yeah but, then, uh, yeah, well, but now yeah things are settling down with the gym now finally so I can go into competing again yeah because i always always competed but just the focus was most on the gym last year yeah i understand that it's like you gotta have your priorities right so it's it's not about not about about that it's just that's the way life is you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i yeah totally understandable man uh have you opened another new gym or is it the same one you had like before it's our gym it's our gym we just bought we just bought a building before we rented from the city and i worked together with someone else like a thai boxing instructor yeah but now i made my own thing and that's it's way, way better than before so it's but like it, it's a new location it's bigger or smaller it's bigger i would say it's about the same but it's just mine you know i can use all the hours i want i can fill it in however i want now i have like rest i have wrestling classes grappling classes beginner classes just brazilian jiu-jitsu classes two open mats i have a small fitness area i have, <coughs> uh, I have yeah, like, like the whole thing a lot of kids classes way more than before and I have like a few kickboxing and one MMA class, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good business. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Damn, I, uh, damn. If I ever come back to Leuven, so I, I gotta visit. You know, it sounds like of a good course. place. Always welcome. Always. Thanks, welcome. man. So you, uh, how do you get like uh, into the Globetrotters thing? Uh, did they contact you or what happened? Well, they came to Leuven. That's it. <laughs> ah. That's it. Yeah. So it's my, it's my city, and also. Was only natural, yeah. That's have you have you talked to one of them before, or no? Like in the beginning, I saw it on the net, and I was a bit wary about it because, like, I read the the day the day that you can get your belt there. So okay, what's this? So I was a bit skeptical at first, but I started to join, and I never regret it. It was like a very 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 good thing. Christian did like an amazing thing, building the global throttles and everything. So it's it's, it's very good for the community and and for everything. I think you can yeah. only talk positive about it. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, yeah. It's like uh, no matter which team you are, or uh, yeah, if you have a team or not, it's like it doesn't matter. You know, we're like everyone's equal, right? And it's just a nice vacation, you know. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice vacation too. So it's like yeah, it's not bad, you know. Uh, so are you planning on like fighting at the worlds this year or something like that? No, I don't think so. I never joined. In f- I did the worlds. I fight in the worlds in back in Brazil when I was when I was still in uh, in uh, well in, in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, but the world side never did it. I mean, I think it's a very big investment. Go pay, paying a ticket, paying a hotel, go. So uh, at some point I might do it, but only if I want to visit the states at that point. So then I might take the tournament as well. But I'm not gonna travel to the states only for the tournament. Ah, yeah. What about the Europeans? Have you have you done the Europeans before? Yeah, the Europeans I do every year almost. Yeah, this this year wasn't so good, but yeah, happens. Lost my first fight by advantage. I mean, I prefer to get my butt kicked, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it feels better, like than uh, it's just like uh, like it's like a very well, not a, not a, not a special fight, just yeah, happened. That's it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, next year it's gonna be better. Next year, probably next year is gonna be better for you. So yeah, I'm just gonna train, right? I don't know. There's no guarantee about that. <laughs> it's no. Not because one year is bad, second year is better. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'll probably, but I'll probably be there again. Yeah. 
So how many how many people train at your school now? In Brasa? So, uh, I think about two fifty right now. Yeah. That's good. So it's always hard to say because there's two fifty people inscribed. How many train at an exact moment it's always hard to say, but I think yeah. With like fifty kids, so two hundred adults of probably which one fifty at least. Yeah, so like let's say two hundred active members, two fifty on paper, let's say. Yeah. No, that's not bad. That's very good. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It's very good. So your uh, your former instructor, uh, what's his name again? Uh, does he still teach yeah. or? Uh, no, I don't even know if he still trains at this point. We uh, we didn't see for a few years. He lives in Poland now, and and well, we didn't spoke in in a few years. So that's it. Ah. Yeah, pity. It sucks, you know. Uh, well, people go their own ways, you know. There's no, there's no bad feeling. It's just we split and that's it. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like you had a fallout. It's just like you split and uh, that's it, right? Yeah, people lead their life, you know. That's it. He, he started doing different things in jiu-jitsu. Got different, different passions, and that's it. Like for me, it's always I had many friends in in my life, and I always, I always trained jiu-jitsu. From, from I always did martial arts from day one. And old people who dropped out of Jiu-Jitsu usually drop out of my life as well because that's just the way it is. Not that I don't want to have contact with them. It's just I spend so much time on the mat so that it's uh, yeah almost impossible to keep track of the people who don't train anymore. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I've met many like uh, people that has been uh, wanting to start training and all that, and they they don't train anymore, and then it's like yeah, you just lose contact with them. It's... I have zero friends right now who don't train. Zero. Oh really? <laughs> my, no one. <laughs> really? It's a bit, ah. I probably live like in a weird. <laughs> yeah. World bubble maybe because in my world it seems like everybody trains, but it's probably not. <laughs> yeah. But I don't really have. Yeah. It's 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 hard for me. This might sound stupid, but it's hard for me to, these days to talk to people who who don't train. It's it's very hard. Not not. I can always do small talk, you know, but. There's just always something missing, you know. There's always a bit of, how can I say, different, more difficult to relate to people. I think who don't, who don't train. I see things a bit, bit different. Like when I tra- when I train jiu-jitsu, I know it's sometimes hard on the mat, and I know what I've done and and, and yeah, how much I trained, and it, it's it, it teaches you to see different things a lot of times in a different uh, perspective. And when I when I when I do things in everyday life. I always see that jiu-jitsu is a metaphor for it. So sometimes I can, uh, sometimes something might happen which might upset another person, but I can relax because I can relate to jiu-jitsu. And that, this makes it sometimes a bit harder to to relate. To, I think. And also, like I spend so much time on that, I'm, I'm often eight to ten hours a day on the mat teaching, doing privates, rolling, train every day, never take a day off. So, yeah. There is that as well. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's very hard sometimes, you know. For me, I for me, it's a little bit of both. I I got friends that not train, and uh, we've been friends since I was in junior high school. So, but we're still friends, uh-huh. you know. And they totally understand that I'm super passionate about jujitsu and stuff. So they're like, yeah, but we got always something to talk about. It's never small talk, you know, because we've known each other for so long time, and they know how passionate I I am about this, and uh, so they understand, you know, why I'm well, doing if it. I'm, if I meet people from before, I can I can talk to them, but these days I'm not really motivated to make people to make not really motivated. I don't really 
have time to make <laughs> to make friends outside of Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. That's just the way it is, you know, because I just spend so much time on the mat that I don't really meet people outside of the mat anymore. So it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, what do you uh, what do you prefer uh, for one thing? Uh, do you prefer like rolling most, or you do you prefer uh, drilling most? What do you think? I read that you like rolling most. Exactly. Why is <laughs> I that? I never drill. Well, because that's where you learn. It's, I think that it's a practice where you learn. I just love rolling a lot. And I can roll all day, every day. Yeah. I just can put like I just put my pace like pace when I'm tired. I well, let's say seven days a week, okay? And three days a week I'll I go let's say seventy or eighty percent. That's what I do most of the time. Sometimes for like, let's say four days a week, seventy or eighty percent. And then two or three days a week I go let's say also seventy, eighty percent, but then I have a few rounds, maybe three or four rounds, I go at one hundred percent. Or 90% because it's to stay safe. And then when I'm tired, I will I will do like um I will do like a 50% just to concentrate on defense. And and that's it. This is my, my my days off. But I'm always there, you know. When I'm really tired, I can for example say, okay guys, let's fight. I let them take my back or mouth or take side control and then and, and train my defense. Yeah. So uh, like because like guys like uh, for put an example here. Andre Galvao, he's like uh, a guy who loves to. Yeah. He's like a guy who drill more. He's got like, I think his classes are eighty uh, percent drilling and fifty percent rolling. You know, I just my personal belief is that drilling is not the best way to learn. Well, it depends how you define drilling, of course, because I'm drilling all the time in a way. When I when I when I'm on the mat and when I'm rolling. I'm always have something specific in mind, mm. a specific position or a specific technique, and I always have some stuff I work on the bottom or on top, and some defensive stuff I work on. So technically, I'm I'm drilling all the time. On a on a lower belt, like on, on blue belts, like white belts is hard because sometimes they go like a bit berserk in some positions, so you just have to wait till they're tired. You cannot really work all techniques you want, the finesses. Yeah. So, Like blue blue belts are usually good training partners for, to try new things on. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, like I'm, but I do drill sometimes. Like when I wanted to learn like complete new technique, obviously I try it out a few times. And I think what do what does work is micro drilling. The, the problem with drills is this: that you imagine a sequence. So a drilling is usually like one, two, three, four, five moves after each other. But jiu-jitsu is always like this, you know. There's always three. Okay, do we have time for this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's gonna go deep, okay? So look, um, there's three states, like there's three <coughs> states and everything. You can have three emotional states. You can be neutral, you can be aggressive, or you can be. Uh, I always call it like a pudding, you know, like a pussy. Yeah. Not really engaging. There's three states. So when you do jitsu, there's always three things you can do. You can be neutral, be a wall, like stopping everybody, like like just maintaining. Okay. You can be aggressive, attacking and pushing, or you can be more inward, huh? or uh, more back and pulling. There's always those three states. So whenever you're rolling with someone, uh, every step of the game, these three things happen. A good player will always try to be the neutral state, to wait for it, make a reaction, and then and then and then react. Now, um, on every like so, 
on, on every moment, in every step on the technique or in the sequence, the, the person can push, pull, or be neutral. That's, that's basically it. And the neutral is the hardest because then you have to wait for his reaction or, or, or bait him a bit. Right? When he's pushing, you know what to do. When he's pulling, you know what to do. So whenever you do a, a, a sequence, so like let's say three moves move, moves in each other, it's never guaranteed that those same movements are going to play out. Yeah, because agree. Because we don't put in the reaction of the opponent, right? So what I do, I would put, put, do like I do like this. Okay, basic. I do like one move. One move, one move, one move. Then next drill will be, I do one move, my, my opponent reacts. The opponent reacts, I do move two. Okay? And so I can build a whole drill. But then again, you know, if you have to build, if you have to break down every single move that exists to that point where you break it down in like 50, you know, let's say five moves, it takes a whole time. And also, these days, what I do more in the gym, I, I, I believe more in conceptual. When I give the the basic concepts, I give like a small, a few um, micro drills of the basic move, right? First, separate and then in relationship to the re- partner's reaction, and then I let them just go with each other. I say, look, you guys, start analyzing it, roll with it like thirty percent, give each other feedback, and that's what I believe works the best for me. Like, yeah, probably in a in an ideal world when we have uh, um, all the time in the world. We could probably say we're gonna do drills a lot, and and that might add some added, like have some added benefit. But like with limited time, and, and most people on the mat not having a lot of like, like all the time in the world to train, I think this feedback method and um, micro drills and a lot of rolling, of course, works works great. And I do do a lot of positional rolling. These I these I do every day. Positional rolling. I like that. Positional people rolling have, is very good. Yeah. And, and in my gym is always like this, you know, like when we start rolling, I can tell my people, you know, from now on, okay, free rolling starts. But if anyone, if you want to start in a specific position, just talk to your partner. You know, people have to guide their own training a little bit. In the past, the teacher pours knowledge into the people's heads and they have to swallow everything. And it's not like this anymore. Like a coach is not really someone who, oh, I can, I can give them knowledge, of course, but the main thing is that I guide them in the right direction. And people have to build their own training, just like like I did. That's it. The only difference is now they can ask me whatever they want, or they can guide them in the direction where where they can find the information. You know? Yeah. That's that's an advantage I never had. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing, you know, to do it to do it like that. I'm I'm not saying that that's wrong, but. Uh, it's a good thing to do it, you know. Everyone has their uh, their uh, their method of doing it. Your method works for you. I got my method of doing it. Gavao got his method. Uh, Christian got his method. David got his method. For example, yeah. Yeah, and the one thing, and, and one more thing is the most important is you have fun on the mat. That's the most important. Yeah. If you keep training, you're gonna look. If you gonna if you keep training, you're gonna become good. And just the fact that you train jiu-jitsu for your whole life makes you already better in fighting and self-defense and also other aspects of life i think <laughs> the 99.99 percent of the people in the world because most people don't train anything at all and the small percentage that does train something doesn't train jiu-jitsu or train like some other martial arts which is not good and then some people would do train a good art train to the bad coach or like so most people in the world are not uh training properly so it's just a fact that you Spend a lot of time training on the mat and, and trying to better yourself, which you're already like in a small, very, very small uh, percentage. So the main thing is spend a lot of time on the mat, have fun with training, 
and always be open to learn new things. I think. Yeah, not like. Uh, <laughs> don't don't get like uh, too much into that shit, or just like yeah, train everywhere and keep an open mind and learn from everybody. You know. Exactly. It's yeah. like yeah, because many. Of, uh, I'm not gonna say names about a gym now, but I know I know about a gym that uh, does not allow these members to go to other gyms to uh, to train. Oh, no. but you know, I don't I don't even have a problem with that. Look, if look, I, I want my people to train everywhere. Yeah, it's, I'm not saying that my way is better. If if someone has a, if someone owns his own gym, and he thinks, like the most important thing is, the, the most important thing for me when I teach my trainings. Is this that I when I when I organize it? I, I I'm just I'm mainly teaching a class that I like a lot. If I don't like it, people will know it, and if I don't like it, people it will flare off on my on my on my, on my uh, training partners, and they will not like it anymore. So first of all, my concern is to make a good training for myself. <laughs> Might sound selfish, but if I like it, if I even don't like it, then how can I ask my students to like it? Right? Yeah, so it's a good point. I have to be comfortable with my own gym. So if some people are not comfortable to train with people who train at other gyms, then by all means they're free to do so. I don't think it's smart from a business perspective. I don't think it also doesn't make sense. I think because of they want to keep their techniques secret and whatnot. Yeah. They don't really care. But uh, well, to each and everyone is own. But if someone has his own business, they're free to run their own business however they see fit. I think. Yeah, but it's like it. It's this uh, being said, I'm open to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like. I don't feel it's right, you know, for the students to like uh, say that okay, you cannot go to that gym. If you go, I'm gonna kick you out of the gym. It's not, it's not the right thing to do. It's not the right thing to do. I don't think it's smart, but if it, this is the if this is the coach's mentality and it is his gym, it's free to you. I mean, people know what they pay for, right? And they know what they join in. So if that's the rule, that's the rule. That's it. Yeah, I can't yeah. say I agree on it, but yeah, I, I could, uh, I could never do that. You know, to train at a gym that people tell me oh. where t- tell me yeah. like uh, you can't train. And my my former instructor was like that. Actually, he's like he he didn't like that I when I was in Rio. He 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 meant because I I mainly I'm. I'm from GF team, but he he uh, he didn't like that I went to, for example, Czech Matt to train with Rico Vieira. He didn't like that. Uh-huh, yeah. And I was like, why not? What's the problem? No, 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 you should go to GF team and train with them. No, I, I, I train whatever I want. If you don't like it, it's not my problem. Just, I just... No, told- that's true. I, I can yeah. yeah, it's like, I train whatever I want. I, I, I always done that before I even... Because I was many years without an instructor. Uh, for a long time, I was without an uh, an instructor. So I was like only traveling around training. You know, that's how I started. They don't really have a choice, of course. No, I didn't but have I a choice. That fact. I mean, I, I couldn't do it either. Hmm? Yeah. I couldn't do it either. Like, like, uh, well, now, now I train whatever I want. <laughs> I mean, the past also had, had, had problems like that with, uh, with my former team. They had problems with it, but now these days, every most team, most teams that I know and do good, allow everybody to train with everybody. That's it. Yeah, it's the way to do it, you know. It's 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 new it, it's new times now, and it's it's the best way to do it. It's the best way to uh, to 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 get your jiu-jitsu to the next level. I I would say. Yeah, but in another way, another way, like like I agree, train with everybody and every everything. That's that's okay. But also see, like lately. I, I notice that people switch teams a lot, and I also don't think that's fair. Also, like you have to, I think I'm always been loyal to to Braza and to Felipe, yeah. and to my training partners. 
it doesn't mean I cannot train with anyone else. So I, I can train whatever. But I think I think so. We are yeah, like 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 with everything in life, balance is the key. You know, you have to be exactly in the in the middle. So so train everywhere you like, but still be loyal to your team and uh, and trainer. If he's loyal to you and your team is loyal to you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. It should be it should be uh, mutual for both. Yeah. I totally totally agree on that. So yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm happy with this. Um, I got what I needed here. So uh, yeah, we have uh, 36 minutes here. So uh, if you don't have okay. anything you want to discuss more. questions i can answer everything all right but, uh, uh i uh i don't have anything uh, more to ask right now but you're welcome to come back anytime soon just ask me and i can all, i'm always open for conversation that's great all right <laughs> all right but uh wim thank you now let me ask tell one more thing you guys can uh follow me on instagram with the putter bjj and uh i work for my sponsors which i like to thank which are Uh, the booster fight gear a taste uh, acai and uh, yoga for bjj so you're always welcome to uh, visit those as well nice okay i'll give Thanks. i'll tell tell the guys the listeners that uh follow him on uh on his instagram super nice guy go to belgium to train if you have ever in belgium go there train with him super nice guy good to roll with always, always welcome Always, always some good rolls. I remember when me and you rolled it's it was very fun you know i i still i still use uh I remember you thought uh, you taught me uh, how to make uh, how was it again? Um, the guy has your back and how to make uh, yourself heavy on the guy who has your back. I still use that. Yeah. Actually, I I still use it because you told me use your weight a lot when the guy has your back, so it gets uncomfortable for him. I still use it on people. It's great to hear, man. It's great to hear. And it was can use my techniques. Yeah, but it, yeah, it works. I never thought about it, but it it works. You know, it works as. Uh, works as hell it's it's very good awesome. i'm i'm still gonna continue using it so that's great yeah all right wim thank you and i will see you in uh, heidelberg if i see if i arrive soon, i'll see you there let's roll thanks man all Take right care. thank you bye okay. bye, bye.